I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Self-Build Podcast, where we explore all things home building and home improving in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self Build Magazine. Ronan McKee of FMK Architecture has been designing and overseeing the building of low energy homes for well over a decade. At Self Build Life Belfast, he explained what building methods are open to self builders in Ireland. Um, Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, then, the kind of two different reflections on, on what's the most common building method, but definitely in the North, um, probably the Standard block cavity is one of the most common methods. I would say shortly followed by timber frame. So then the traditional method really would be block work, as yeah. you said. So you, you would go as wide as 175, is it? Uh, 200, 300. You know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we've done a few 200. My own house is 200 millimeters with quite light blocks on the inside, mm-hmm. um, which is what I wanted to push it to, but you can go you know, the passive level. Those examples get up to 300, 350, even 400 in some cases. So it's just a matter of uh, more expensive wall tags and more insulation options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then what's the, the process there? Can you walk us through of if you plan to build a house with that method? Uh, if you have somebody that's in the trade, you know, a joiner, a plumber, a plaster, whatever, or, or an enthusiastic house builder, they want to get their hands dirty um, and want to be involved and want to run it. You know, the other side is you can have somebody, you know, two young professionals that, that have not time, do not want to have time, do not want to have the stress of it, and they're even afraid to go one thing is from the other, in which case they have the little trust in what their, their own abilities are. So most projects would be being contractor and MC led, as we call it. So it's really down to the client and what they want to do. Contractor, definitely more expensive, but you're, you're handling all the decisions there and you're not in charge of organizing guys, time, programming, all those sort of things. So then how about the, the method? So the cavity wall, obviously you have two rows of block and inside you put insulation so you can put beads or 
or foam even, or you can put um, yeah, so, boards. Yeah, so I suppose with nearly all the methods, uh, timber frame, ICF, or cavity, you can the, the foundation is more or less the same. Your your ground floor structure more or less the same, and it's really the superstructure for that point is where it differs. So on on the ICF, you you come up from like a restarter point, and then it goes from there up using. Uh, reinforcing and you start it sticks up and then you build on top of that and that's what ties it together the cavity you basically just start your two walls like you said and depending on what method you want you can go in the Australian beads which is done usually after the windows is fitted and the wrists on you can build a rigid board PIR board um, which usually means you can go for a narrower cavity but that has to get built into place uh, as, as you're bringing the rocks up so we're open to the the weather, to the building quality of the labour and the quality on site of the storage of boards and all of these things. Harder to keep an eye on the level of quality of placing those boards, um, gaps, joints, damages, all of that. Then you can also use wool, um, as in uh, what you call them, like uh, glass mineral wool. You know, your like fiberglass, but wouldn't that be prone to moisture? No, the suitable ones for walls, more denser ones. So, and, and actually, uh, they're not as prone to weather as if you take like, the rigid board, which is not really left, it's supposed to be left to direct sunlight because you can see the full change of color because that's because it's off gas. But the, the, the wool's not as susceptible to the likes of that over a long period of time, um, and it's easier to work with. Uh, so it's it's good for that, and then there is a there is a foam. Uh, it's more. It's not like the expanding foam scenario. I don't think it's available for walls, but it's more of a. I forget the name, but it's like a, like a, a glue type of gel as opposed to a foam. The one I'm aware of, but it, yeah, I think you can get spray foam, but it's most it's expensive, so it's uh, kind of more retrofit sort of, as opposed to new build. I know you can get it for for ceilings. So then you also have the option of just building one row of blocks yeah. and then insulating from the outside. Yeah, Doesn't so that have a big benefit for thermal mass? Like you can retain heat in the wall yeah, internally? Yeah, so I suppose it's, it's one that I um, didn't mention it. It's, it's gathering a lot of steam at the minute, probably because of the retrofit market where people are externally insulating existing buildings. And obviously there's massive benefits with that one, but it's being looked at as well for as a new method. The saving you have there is really building one block wall. Um, you don't have a cavity, which some people would consider as a negative because the cavity is giving your field safe moisture barrier there that, that they can't travel across, so to speak. But definitely, speed you get more thermal mass because of the thicker wall, and um, uh, you can apply all your insulation on the HA to be uninterrupted, which is better, better for air tightness in theory because there's no cavity. And better for cool bridging in here because it's have pros and cons with all of them. It's just about weighing up each for each person. The, the external wall insulation is a massively expensive route when compared to the other ones, but in certain circumstances, it's really good. So, definitely retrofit for the cottage or two story farmers that you do want to knock out. Brilliant. Um, we, we create a lot of those on at the minute, and what we don't, because we knew the price was going to be quite heavy. So what we done was we compared the price of say hacking off all the render on the house 
and replaster the house with new render. Um, let's say I was eight thousand, and then to to leave the render where I was, I put on external insulation, which then has to be re-rendered anyway. And maybe it was thirty thousand. So then, when you pro rata again, it it's only the difference of the two. So if you look at the price by itself, um, it's only uh, it looks scary. But you have to take into account then you get it plastered and you get it insulated. The other way it's only it's only replastered. So people would think of doing there is insulating on the inside of the walls, which is more expensive to do. You lose space and you've lots of uh, you lose all your block walls and you can't continually insulate because you have to stop starting walls if it's run into a window or you don't like the look of it, then maybe just not bother doing it. So it's not a uh, we would kind of draw like you you draw a, a red line around the building, and if you lift in your your marker and start the game, you have a problem. So the outside you just draw right around it in the square, and that's it. Continues mm -hmm. inside you can't. So and then just to go back to the timber frame method, um, what what is yeah, timber so frame construction? How does it work? Yeah, so timber frame then again can be the same foundation method. And then you basically start with a big concrete slab and then build the walls up from there. The beauty of the timber frame is offsite construction, so quality is quite good usually. Um, speed of construction and erection on site because it's all made and it gets erected very quickly, a few weeks usually, and it can be covered in the membrane of loosely watertight structure. Then the, the other benefit of the timber frame, the wall thickness can just keep going whatever you want. Double skin, triple skin, you, know, you just keep adding whatever amount of wall thickness and insulation you want to get your value outside the end clad whatever you want block stone brick timber clad whatever so it still has a cavity as such but smaller and less dependent on the cavity insulation as a wall cavity would, would be because you can insulate the timber stub okay and then you have two methods isn't it you have what is it the open panel closed panel it's like you can either get just the think. structure and you insulate there or you get I, I think there's different um, companies have different ways of doing it uh, I wouldn't be pleased at but as, as I'm aware is they, they can build the timber structure and then follow the timber dish on site yeah. other ones would go for almost a set panel idea like you mentioned and it's pre-fitted and then you sort of fix each of the panel sections together mm -hmm. so I suppose there's a probably the pre-fitted panel probably ends up more costly, but then you can argue with time uh, saved on site and things like that in labour. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I, the other thing that nobody really takes into account is if you're doing a group of dwellings, like a, a development, housing development site, then the, the pros of one system I take on an entire different meaning, it's like time and labour on, on a massive scale. Huge benefit to them builders and sways their decision that way. That's not the same decisions a self builder would make. So, what is a very economical, fast, productive method on a large scale doesn't carry down to, to single self builders, doesn't have the same benefits. So, you can't really compare them. You know, like that's why Timothy is huge in the, in the large scale housing development market for rapid speed and time, and their bikes cost his neighbor. On site, as mm. the money is. So they can cut all that down to 
uh, three weeks instead of nine months. So basically, timber frame for self-build is more bespoke as well. So it's as well, more yeah. expensive. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of costs, then the cheapest is still block work, even if you have to insulate to the hilt? Yeah, I think, you, you, again, some designs, I suppose, it can be cheaper. But um, we've been asked the question quite a lot, you know, the, the, uh, the timber frame versus the cavity and all. The key is if you're ensuring that the same spec is being priced for both options or all three options. So, like I said, the, the ICF, for example, they're off the shelf version, uh, giving you a certain new value, might end up cheaper. But you have to factor in you need to add on more insulation to get to the same new value as the wall cavity, for example. Then the timber frame to get to the same value of the wall, they might need a second stud as well. And whatever other reasons, so it's compared to all of those six. So you know, we had our, our design and building homes that we do. Say the, the build cost for this was seventy thousand, and then client comes back and says, "I can get this done far cheaper. It's timber frame and it's faster." So I think it's far better. We said, "Right, well, it's your call at the end of the day." But let me see the spec you've compressed, and then we got it back. They had reduced the insulation of the floor, reduced the insulation of the walls. Just the quality of window, to do the heat recovery, to do the air tightness. It's not apples and apples anymore. So yeah. that's the key is making sure a person is getting the same spec for both for all the methods and then weighing them up. You know, so that's that's a true cost. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And in terms of energy retention, obviously you have the air tightness is very important. And then once you do that, you need ventilation. As you said, you yeah, spec so out a me mechanical system. Yeah, so we would talk about the fabric first approach and the five main principles. So good levels of insulation all the way around. Good window system, usually triple glazed. Air tightness, um, we think it's a must. Um, if you go air tightness, you have to do heat recovery. And again, the, the last phase, the other one, Heating systems, um, orientation, and uh, uh, the last fifth one, sorry, was the cool bridging, um, uh, thermal detail, as we call it. So the, the heat recovery is essential. So, quite a lot, of, I find at like the show here, it's quite a lot of confusion with clients on that one. And they think it's just a wee luxury bonus that you don't really need it. But if you do an airtight house, the, the heat recovery is the lungs. It is essential for the house to breathe. It doesn't have one way or the other. If, if you get all five of those principles right, regardless of your building method, you end up with a well-performing house. And then another anomalies after that, so your lesser known, so ICF and... Sips or...? Well, the Sips is 
very few of those I would, I would be familiar with anyway. And then definitely the straw beer and that's um, never really been seen. I think in, in obviously in New England, England and all, there's a lot more experimenting and they have different body flow regulations. So they, they are more open to things like that. Whereas there's a lot more concerns definitely in Northern Ireland with the regulations. So because the, the building control inspectors insist on a certain way of doing well, things, is it? Or what do you yeah, mean? Well, um, they, they try to, they have to work with what they know. And then when you, once you start delving into the unknowns, it makes it very difficult. And you need a lot of brick walls when it comes to that. And they're quite scared to do know what it is you're drawing. Well, even with ACF, I've done one there uh, about a month ago with a new foundation system, the insulated foundation system. And then it's got the ACF walls, the SIP panel roofs, and uh, precast slabs for the first floor. And basically, the building control guy runs up and goes, What is this? I've never seen this before. So, you, you're, and that's not even really new methods. ICF's been running quite long, but that's what we're up against. So what did you have to do in that instance? Did you have to show him all the certs from the manufacturer? Explain it as if you're talking to somebody that's not in the building trade and uh, because they automatically, if they see new, they go, oh, this is going to be scary. We're going to need lots more information here. I don't know what we're looking at. So you really just walk them through and say, look, it's nothing very complicated here. And you just break it down into wee chunks and say, do this, do that. Here's the detail, here's the detail. It's all very straightforward. It's been going on for years. Um, Southern Ireland, especially, has been doing insulated foundations uh, systems for a very long time, but they're starting to creep up. Um, so, basically, so I would say that would probably lend into the fact that if a client comes into an architect office and wants to suggest to you some of these methods and that practice doesn't know or familiar or doesn't want to get involved with some headache that they don't, they don't have to research from scratch. It's easier to say, oh, that's going to cost you quite a lot of money. You're better doing this. Here's my prepared drawings that I've already done, <laughs> which is quite handy. So yeah. obviously, from my point of view, that would be a lot easier to do, but then sure, you wouldn't be pushing any boundaries or doing something innovative or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So then break it down for me, then what is ICF, as you yeah. mentioned? Well, ICF is very simple. It's just like two layers of insulation, polystyrene usually, with a cavity between anything from 100 to 200 or 300. That gets filled with concrete. And that becomes your wall and your insulation. So you just arrange all the ICF like the Lego bricks and cut all, create all your openings, create your uh, ground floor, bring it up to first floor level, get your concrete lorry with a big pump on it, which is just like a big long hoover pipe, and basically blow out all the concrete, fill it up, wait till that dries, start again if it's two-story, and then once that's finished, that's your walls already done. The beauty about it is it's very fast, it's brilliant for air tightness, because of the concrete core, it's got good thermal mass, and um, to finish the inside, you can uh, just put a render on the inside, and on the outside it's the same. Just put a, a few, like a build up of mesh and different wee layers like that, and then you just plaster onto whatever you want. You can cover it with stone, brick, block, whatever you want it to be like, doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can do a traditional roof on it, traditional first floor, windows the same, floor insulation the same, heating's the same. So all of that's just the same, just another method. Yeah. But the, the main drawback, isn't it, is that you have to know exactly where things are going to go because you can't just 
drill walls or well, retroactively it costs a lot. Do you mean after it's built? Yeah. If you're going to hire a picture sort of thing? Well, not necessarily a picture, but let's say a vent, for example, that you forgot. <laughs> well, right. You know, no, that's no. probably, you should know where your vents are going to go. But um, once once it's built, it's built. No, there's no I, more, yeah, you're not well, going to get. Think, I think it's still open to retrofit uh, or something. But probably the inside core of the wall has got steel mesh on it. So chances are, if you core through it, you probably hit that steel core. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what. Whether you take a bigger opening and then fill it back in so that you're not needing So th there's no major drawbacks really for that method well, um, because it's not more expensive, is it? Well, because you well, save on labor and. Um, the, you have the introductory level, which is your two levels of post iron. If you want to go to more insulation to a better U value, better wall U value as well, you have to add on more insulation on the outside. So, on, on our investigation of it at a time, to, to get to the same level that we build at with a seven inch cavity, one seven five mils of beads, um, you had to add on so much more of insulation, which say was approximately 18, 17 at that time, 17, 18 per square meter more. So when you did add that up compared to the traditional cavity, it was more expensive. Couple on top of that is not everybody can do ACF. It's a specialist company and you have to have that entire it is loosely labelled, uh, you could self-build it and stack them like Lego bricks yourself, but realistically you still need some sort of special input in the UK if you do it correctly, for example, with the, the, the concrete slurry pump, uh, it can drop in at a height of quite forcing and blow the polystyrene case on the way out and then next thing you have like bulge of raw concrete coming out. So you need to know what you're doing. The, the cavity version can have loads of boys you know, your brother in law scenarios in it, the college you know, somebody does this, or somebody does that, so you can add lots of loosely trades together. So ACF, somewhere to the timber frame, you're handing that entire package out to one company at one price. Those, like like anything on, on the, you say for example, a, a block built cavity and you get roof trusses, that roof truss manufacturer has to supply certificate for their system uh, to building control so the ICF would be the same if there's calcs needed structural calcs and engineer would sign off on those so I suppose that's, that's a good point where it would involve more costs at the consultant stage base than the likes of the other ones um, timber frame again they would have to do that anyway because they'd have a whole set of their own timber frame jobs which would come with their own structural pack to prove that they stand up and again, that be large. So I suppose they all have their own certificates in different ways. So that one formula. So in terms of building a low energy house, what what would you say makes the most sense? Does it depend on the design, or like let's say if you have a real compact house, one method might be better, and then if you have like a real yeah. fancy house, another. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. The, the most efficient house to build is a small bed kind of box, um, less corners less upward junctions, um, good volume uh, to area ratio. Um, two-story. And two-story as well. So uh, all of the facts come not everybody wants a box. Um, lots of, you can uh, design in lots of things, your corner glazing, uh, vaulted ceilings, uh, out shots, angles, curves, these things all cost money. But at the end of the day, you can still do them. And, and do them properly. 
uh, and still end up with a good performing house. So, you know, passive house is the classic example. You know, everybody thinks passive house has to look like a wee simple box, a few windows, a few doors, that's it. But you know, some of those maze buildings in the world are passive buildings. Um, same our, our walls, houses, low energy houses can cover every shape and size. And the important thing is details, detailing, fabric first, so attention to detail, cool bridging first of all, um, air tightness. Build the melody of all the details on site, ensure continuity of insulation, and then couple that up with the good windows and uh, a good heating system. Still can go with oil fire radiators, can still be gas or whatever. If you want to go to the renewables, air source, ground source, doesn't matter. As long as you get the first bit right, the stuff that nobody sees and always hidden that nobody cares about, you get that part right, make it as big as you want, small as you want, as fancy as you want, modern, traditional. Matter. That's just cosmetics. But isn't it easier to build um, to build an eco house? Make sure you have control over the air tightness and the thermal bridging and all those technical aspects. Is it timber frame or let's say even ICF better than block because there's a lot less yeah, room for error than ICF is easier to airtight because the concrete does it in one big go. Airtight is for uh, timber frame is supposedly easier to do because it's all fitted on the surface um, and can be dealt with easier and cavity because of the cavity nature creates a big void there that through penetrations of, of uh, floor joists or steel beams or anything like that there's always be niggly points but all that aside all methods can achieve good air tightness at all and so we, we have you know, had you know, uh, timber frame houses that have had worse air tight results than cavity uh, we had a client that said ICF, um, it said it uh, 0.67 or something like that. Maybe. But so, um, and we've had cabbies that have beat that. So it's really down to attention to detail how it's done on site. That's like everything comes down to the guy on site setting it. The workmanship, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ronan. Okay, thank you. For free one to one advice about building and home improving, and to get quotes from the companies who will turn your dream into reality, come along to any of the Self-Build Live events. The show is in Belfast every February, in Dublin every September, and in Cork every November. To subscribe to Self-Build Magazine, just log on to selfbuild.ie. It's just €4.50 Euro or £3.90 every quarter, delivered straight to your door. And if you like us, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.